Are you Twitch? Yes, I'm Twitch. Am I Luke? I think you're Luke. Then this must be the Know Nothing Nerd podcast. Oh, oh. I see what you did there. Uh, that was I, lame. I, I told Twitch I was trying something new. And that was it. That was our intro. That was the intro. See you next week, guys. Oh. I call for a redo. Oh, Just man. kidding. We let's, are the Know Nothing Nerds. I am one half of the Know Nothing Nerds. Luke Westcott joined as always my ever bearded Twitch. How are you? I'm good. Good. I got good my chimichangas ready for some maximum effort. Oh, man. For those of you who don't already know now, we're talking about the, the uh, I already forgot the name of it. The You forgot Deadpool. No, 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 no. Not Deadpool, the, the place that we went. The Alamo. Oh, the Alamo. The Alamo oh. Draft House. Yeah. Uh, no, I just forget. Forgot the movie that we're talking I, uh, about today. You know, that whole thing we spent the week on talking about. Yeah. Uh, before we get into today's actually semi-focused topic, it's been a long... So, it's been a while since we've, like, sat down and done consecutive hour-long podcasts. Yeah, yeah. It's been even longer since we've done, like, a focused topic. True. That we've, like... Very I guess true. the Han Solo kind of counts, but... Kind of. That was an interview style, so that doesn't... That actually doesn't count. But before we get into the topic today, I just wanted to do our shameless plug. You can find us on Twitter, at KNNerds. You can find us on Facebook at KnowNothingNerds. Or Facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds. Or you can email us at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and on the other one, Stitcher. Uh, and coming soon to a Spotify near you is us, but that's on you guys. So share with your friends if you want us to be on Spotify. And we've said this a few times, but if you hate the podcast, share with your friends too, because we will get better the more people we have. Because if we're super rich... We'll spend all day doing this. You're right. We'll put out an episode every minute. Every minute. So if we get to our three million dollar Patreon goal tomorrow, <laughs> we'll put out a we'll put out a whole podcast. It'll be great. But uh, that means we got to set up a Patreon first. <laughs> so we better get on that. Um, today's topic is Deadpool and uh, the changing of hearts of some. Right. Because I thought it was going to be shit. Cause yeah 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 no 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 wait wait that was you that was thought me. superhero films were shit that was me so I have gone all my life thinking that superhero movies are terrible garbage terribleness even the ones that I have seen yeah like the the very select few of the superhero movies that I have seen haven't they've been exactly what I expected them to be yeah and that's not good <laughs> true there's there's quite a few out there that are like definitely like. Why did you even bother? Right. Like, what was the point of even making this? So I, I totally agree with that. There's there's a few that come to mind. Batman versus Superman. Ah, ah, ah. Um, <laughs> Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Ah. I love how we said that at the same time. It's uh, perfect. So, yeah, I it's it's unavoidable. Like, we, we were talking about this with certain, like, stories and stuff like that. Certain things get tropey. They get, like, very, like, cookie cutter and stuff. And, you know, that's what happens with some of these superhero films is that they all start to just kind of, like, fall in line with each other. And it's the same thing over and over again. And that's not necessarily a crime because no. something that I actually was thinking about doing a K&N quickie about that we can talk about briefly here today is all my life I've, you know, taken huge dumps on certain movies for being a certain way. Yeah. And, like, not having action versus consequence in universe and... But 
something that I didn't actually ever consider until today when we were talking about it was targeted demographics. And I get that there's fan service in superhero movies for the people who have read the comics and seen all the movies. And people who have done that tend to be a little older. Mm. But we also have to remember that these movies aren't really aimed at us. With the Correct. exception of Deadpool, most definitely. But but the the superhero films in general are usually for kids to have a good impression on them and to just go and have a good time. Yeah, to an extent, I would agree with um, that. And and I think that just plays a big role in it. It doesn't necessarily make having, you know, six movies be the exact same okay. Yeah. But it does make it a little more forgivable because Correct. I I have a hard time blaming a company for wanting to make money. And if they know how to do it, then kudos. <laughs> Sorry, I just yawned like real hardcore, man. That was bad. Um, yeah, and you know it's it's good when the the superhero films like do something different. And there's a few of the Marvel ones. Like, yes, Marvel is very much like structured. It's it's like a TV series. So one one film feels like the the next film. Like you've seen it before. But they do do different things, like some of the Marvel movies that I that come to mind that did something different, but they still fit within the Marvel universe. Thor Ragnarok, that's number one right now. Uh, Doctor Strange kind of did it. Yeah, Ant Man um, was different to an extent. Uh, one of the really big ones that was really different was Guardians of the Galaxy. That first one was definitely different because it was an ensemble film, but it also delved really good into character arc with yeah. uh, Peter Quill. Yeah, so. It definitely felt like it was something new and different, and like they used comedy differently than any of the other right. Marvel movies up until that point. Um, so I thought that was a good one. I really liked the first uh, Guardians film. Second one, there's some areas that I did love a lot about it, but at the same time, it was like a lot of similarities. The first Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy, yeah, so it yeah. felt kind of cookie cutter in that yeah. way. But um, but we're not talking about those. We're talking about Deadpool. Um, Luke saw the first one over the weekend, and then him and I went to see Deadpool 2 on Tuesday, or was it Monday? It was Monday. Monday at the Alamo Draft House, and I got Luke introduced to the Alamo Draft House, which is amazing it was to watch movies at. the coolest experience I've ever had at a movie. So I do need to correct you, though, because I saw Deadpool 1 like an hour before. Oh, that's right. I that's right. Literally Deadpool an hour too. before. Because I had, I had, I, I hadn't necessarily put it off. It wasn't high on my priority list. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna yeah. lie. I wish it had been. Yeah. N- you know. Now. Twenty twenty hindsight, yeah. but I I was working a lot last week, and it just kind of kept falling to the wayside. Every time I had an opportunity to watch it, it was like ten o'clock at night, and I would see the runtime and be like, I'm I'm just gonna go to sleep now, and. It just came down to the wire, and it was like, all right, now or never. Yeah, exactly. I can't go to this movie not knowing what the hell has yeah. happened. Um, and so I watched Deadpool 1, and I was pleasantly surprised yes. from Deadpool 1. So we'll start there because I loved everything about that film and just the way that if it had to take shortcuts, which unfortunately we were talking about this today, the difference between a book and a movie is a lot of things. Yes. But – 
I think one of the biggest ones is, and I think George R. R. Martin says it the best is he was tired of writing for, for screen because he kind of had to get his imagination cut back a lot. Mm-hmm. And when he was writing his book, he felt like he could just let it all go yeah. free. And for some people that's not the same for some people, it's completely different. But for, in my opinion, I, I have to agree with him. And in movies, there are things that you have to do to cut corners. And when Deadpool cut corners, Ryan Reynolds announced that. Yes, but that is a – do you know anything about the comic book version of Deadpool? Nothing. Okay, so here, here's here's the know-nothing side of it. <laughs> the know-nothing teaching. The, he said the name of the podcast. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why we're here. <laughs> so Deadpool as a character is very similar to the Ryan Reynolds portrayal of Deadpool. So Ryan Reynolds – or sorry, Ryan Reynolds – Deadpool is Ryan Reynolds. Sure. Like it's it's yeah. unquestionable yeah. now. Yeah. Like the the two are the same. It's like it's like Dale Radcliffe and Harry Potter. Yeah, like he yeah, is yeah. Harry Potter. Exactly. So Deadpool as a comic book character, he breaks the fourth wall all the time. It, that's just a part of who he is. So like some people give it as a superpower that he has that he's able to break the fourth wall. Big break time space continuum and like go back in time and like speak to himself yeah. or speak over the panel and stuff. Um, there's a whole video on it. That's pretty fascinating. Like all the, un, like the un, unthought about powers that Deadpool has. Um, so him breaking the fourth wall is not like this technique that they were necessarily sure. like using to cut corners. It was just a part of who that character is and who, the the people that love the comics know very interesting Wade Wilson very interesting has. is that something also that like do you think there were points where if something had to be left on the cutting room floor that they could say like there must have been some stress alleviated because of that yeah yeah, yeah. there was definitely like they could easily they did it in a way like they called it out in the second one. We'll talk a little bit more about that because I have issues with what they did. But at the same time, I was like, as a writer, I was like, fucking hilarious. And I'll, <laughs> I'll we'll explain that here in a little while. But like, I'm sure there was stuff that they used it as a way of like, oh, so we don't we don't need to necessarily do this part if we can just have Deadpool like yeah break can- the fourth wall and explain it and stuff like that. So and one other thing that we we're talking about was with exposition. Like, there's exposition in every story that you hear like and it's in typically movies it's usually a dialogue scene between two characters and that's when it's terrible terrible to overall exposition yeah yeah. it's just like the old grandpa finally telling like here's the story of our family which i'm finally deciding to tell you today yeah though you're 20 years exactly (laughs) so and it's usually information that the characters that enter in the scene no would know yeah it's just the audience has no fucking clue. Yeah. Like there's better ways to do exposition and it's just usually people are just like they're they don't understand screenwriting or they don't understand the mechanics or, or they're an just afterthought. being there is afterthought or they're the studio says like hey we need a scene in here that explains why the people are on the trail that they're on. Like why are they in the creepy house? Right. Like, somebody needs to explain that to us cuz we're studio executives and we're too dumb to figure it out on our own. <laughs> Anyways, because sometimes <laughs> exposition is thrown in there and there's no need for it to right, be in there. Right, Because we already have the information. Yeah, we- uh, but other times it's like, uh, it's just, 
riders that are just being poor riders. Um, and I, I think there's some level of <clears throat> been holding that back since the intro. Um, I think there's some level of respect that has to be held for the audience. Yes. We're not toddlers. Correct. We don't need to be spoon fed all of this stuff. Believe it or not, some people aren't sucking face in the movie theater and actually there to see a movie. Yes. But anyway. But there is clever ways to do it. And one of the things is Deadpool being able to break the fourth wall, saying some of that stuff. He's able to like leap around in time like that. Um, That's one of the things that is cool about Deadpool. One is that it's not a full on linear story. It goes back and forth between time and right. stuff in flashbacky type things. But if you read the comic books and stuff, it's not necessarily a flashback type situation. Um, the other thing that's about the character, too, is that he is that smart mouth. Like one right. of the things that he's called in the comic books is the Merc with a mouth. Um so he definitely has that smart ass attitude. Like he says what's on his mind. He, he thinks of himself as a comedian. So right. he's going to let it fly. Yeah, even yeah, like yeah. those life quote unquote is in peril. Right. So, um, so there's a lot of that stuff that what you see on screen is what you got from the books as well. Um, so it's, it's really cool to finally see that character come to life, really come to life because we got that fucking abomination from <laughs> Wolverine Origins, which Ryan Reynolds did play Deadpool in that, but that was not Deadpool. Like, the only time Deadpool felt like Deadpool in that movie was in the first, like, five minutes of the film <laughs> where Deadpool, uh, where Wade Wilson hadn't become Deadpool yet. Yeah. Um, he was funny. He was sarcastic. Uh, he he was the way that we see him in the these current films and stuff like that, but then they sew his fucking mouth shut, which is like half of his superpower. Exactly, that's <laughs> part of Wade Wilson. Like that's part of Deadpool. Yeah. Like, can't have Deadpool with a closed mouth. And then on top of that, they give him superpowers that he is, doesn't have. Like period. So, um, so yeah, it was it was an abomination. And but glad for it to happen like here's the irony of it like i'm happy that wolverine origins happened because we wouldn't have deadpool today they had would, it not been for that right fucking miserable movie they wouldn't have had a redemption story to begin with right so there there would have been no point so because that's what got ryan reynolds to fall in love with that character was uh researching more about the character while he was preparing for wolverine. right so I took him on a seven-year trek to finally getting it to where Deadpool was going to get his own film. They made uh, part of the thing that got the actual green light for the film was, and I don't know if you're aware of this, but one of the things that got it started was there was uh, test footage that had been made, and it was all anim- uh, CGI okay. test footage. Um, and it got leaked it oh, mysteriously was leaked yeah, yeah. on the internet, but everybody was like, we, we could actually have this. Like you're, you're telling me right. like the studios have an idea for Deadpool and it's and something is that it is, like. this is what it yeah. looks like. This is the way he talks. Like it was rude. It was crude. There was blood. There was guts. There was gore. All of it that everybody expects from a good Deadpool comic. We could have this. Like, why the hell aren't we greenlighted for Fox? Get your asses on it. Right. And then finally, Fox was like, fine. Okay. We'll all right. It. All right. Yeah. And it was like, it was touch and go for a while because 
the studio is really uneasy, and this is something that is <clears throat> kind of mind blowing with Deadpool as far as like they they Deadpool kind of opened up doors for the comic book the mainstream comic book world because Fox was really uneasy about giving it an R rating because all the other superhero films they've all been PG-13 at most right so families could bring their kids with them yeah they're losing out on a huge potential audience so so they're like worried about how much money they're going to be able to bring in so they decided to shoot it on a low budget which was 50 million dollars um and they were they gave it the hard R, and they made over three hundred million dollars for it. So the studio made back their money and then some, and, and, and then some, yeah, <laughs> and then some. Uh, and it was a huge success, huge success. So they broke the mold. Like uh, one of the jokes in the second one was like, um, re- uh, "This is religious." Like. Like right there below the Passion of the Christ, because on box office mojo he sits right below all the uh, b- below Passion of the Christ for highest grossing R rated. Gotcha, film. gotcha. So that's that's, so that's where that like joke. Yeah. So another thing with Deadpool too. Sorry to go back to his powers. Is he uses a lot of pop references, right? Like pop culture yeah, yeah, references. Yeah. So something that is outside the purview of the characters that are in the comic book world, but he is in the know of the real world right of what's happening over here yes so he can bring that in and we see that like in the first film he was talking about some of the real world stuff that happens in our world in colossus and right teenage warhead world. yeah 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 what are you what are you talking about i'm not talking to you i'm talking to the <laughs> yeah, audience yeah. so yeah i just think i thought it was such a hoot yeah uh, and it really just it it slapped me in the face and uh and really, like, made me eat my own words of all the yeah. shit that I've been talking about. So, what was that moment for you? Like, was it for you watching the first film that you finally were like, "Oh, this isn't what I expected." I mean, like, honestly, it was the first scene. The first scene, like from the get go. Yeah. Um, like when he's teabagging the dude in the slow motion yeah. in the car, and he's like, "Now let's talk about how I got in this situation." And like, just like from that moment, I was like, "Oh, these can actually be." Movies, yes, they can be entertaining. Uh huh. They're because, like, in the past, I think the the I would have put Transformers and superhero movies in the same. Oh band yeah, yeah. Of yeah. just like something you go to like see big booms and cool fight scenes mm-hmm. and and really and CG on an epic scale. Yeah. Um, but like, no, they can have depth to them. You know, you yeah. can find the ones, and they do exist that really have good stories behind them. And so what I actually did was I talked to my buddy after and I was like, dude, I just saw Deadpool. Cause all my friends know that I hate superhero movies. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you saw Deadpool. Like, what'd you think? Did you like it? And so I have this like a whole list of movies that they've all recommended and that you've all rec- and yeah. that you've recommended to me that I'm genuinely interested in seeing now because I feel like I almost feel not quite as much. Cause I don't think anything will trump the feeling I had finishing season one of game of thrones uh uh-huh. but like i almost have that similar feeling of like where have where has this been right right like, right why didn't i do this sooner like so, why didn't i just give it so a it was similar to the diehard experience that you had yeah like like totally yeah like films uh, films can be so much better than what i see and hear about correct correct uh, yeah and that's the thing like that whole that all goes back to the good versus entertaining conversation yeah. that i had on the quickie and stuff it, it's 
it's one of those things where, and this is the thing that's shitty is like, I get it. Sometimes like there's just bad movies that are entertaining for the sake of being entertaining. Like I fall prey to that because I've watched some terribly shitty films, like as far as like execution goes, but I find them entertaining. I'm watching them over and over and over again. Like I, I kind of hate that, yeah. but at the same time, it's like, oh, you sucked me can't, back in yeah, again. Yeah, like can't break the mold. Damn you. Yeah, yeah. Type thing. Yeah. Damn you, Sharknado. <laughs> uh, but the movies that like I truly am like holy shit about are the films that both meet that expectation. They they have a good meeting between like really good writing, really solid story structure, solid like execution on acting level, on the like director cinematography right. level and stuff and the directing level and then they also have that high entertaining value yeah and, and there's also something like really restoring about seeing a big company do that yeah. that's like known for making mistakes like yeah. the same company who made the deadpool that everyone hated made the deadpool that everyone loved right you know what i mean and that's like really cool to see because i think oftentimes people will only think about the irredeemable. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, and also I think there are a lot of companies who have no redeeming qualities about them ever until they tank. And yes. They're gone. Yeah. Like people will just constantly be pushing out bad entertainment. Mm. And then, and then someday people will just stop putting up for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think transformers is a pretty good example of that. Like <sighs> they just, they, 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 there will not be a good one. Yeah, and they're. Did you see that they're making a new one? No way. It's a spinoff. It's a Bumblebee. Okay. Oh, that's. I think I have seen that actually. It's actually directed by a pretty good director too. That's right. It's. Uh, let me pull it up. Yeah, pull it up because now what's funny is that I might be eating my own, own words about that because that I, could turn out to be a decent film. I, I won't see it until it's out of theaters. There's just yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, but I, mean, I I just think that it's really cool to see a company that I've always held in my heart as like something that I will never be into uh, do something that I'm genuinely behind and that I really like and enjoy. So I'm looking forward very much so to my future of now catching up on all superhero movies that people have called. Yeah. Me. There's definitely some that I would highly suggest if you like Deadpool. Um, I've had Guardians of the Galaxy recommended. To Guardians of the Galaxy, definitely for sure. I would, I would it's suggest a, it's a PG Deadpool is basically what I've heard is, uh, kind of as far as like humor elements. Yeah, um, doing a different type, like a different genre ish story because like just as like Deadpool two is all about family, you could say Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of similar too. Right. Um, same thing with. Number the two, whole, the, yeah, like Guardians whole, Galaxy Two was just a re. We are re, Groot. Yeah, is restock that, of yeah. yeah. It was just a restock of the family theme again. Um, I wish they would have chose something slightly different. Something different. But, um, let me see. Internet slow. And I was having a hard time with it too. A little bit ago. A little bit of dead air for you podcast listeners out there. Luckily, this is the second to last episode we're recording here. Yes. What are we going to talk about with Josh? I don't know. Hunting. That's <laughs> hunting and a little bit of hunting. church. 
we could actually have a really good conversation about hunting. Yeah, Josh and I have had talks about it because I'm like morally against hunting, but we've had good talks about that before in the past. I can't pull up the Transformers one. Anyways, that's um, fine. It's directed by someone respectable. Yeah, and it's probably gonna be shit. And that sucks because yeah. you hate to see someone respectable do something that tanks. And it happens all the time. Spielberg has done it. He's done some movies that were watched. Like, I, I watched – so, he, did you see the movie Hook? No. Okay. So, he directed that one. As a kid, nostalgically, like, loved it. Like, I got to see Peter Pan flying around as an adult. Right. It's Robin Williams. <laughs> and then I was seeing it later and hearing the review – like, hearing somebody review it critically later on in life. It's a shit movie. <laughs> like Spielberg, you can't win them all, buddy. They can't all be Jaws. You can't, yeah. For Schindler's List. Yeah. So, um, but uh, it, it's going to happen every once in a while. Uh, so, yeah, back to Deadpool. Um, was there some things that stood out for you that you're like, I don't understand that? Or um, there are often times, and I'll need to see the two of them again after I catch myself up on some of these movies uh-huh. but i'm i'm i've been really trained with not being aware of how some stories go yeah um because what i try my best to do is like just tune things out when i know i won't get it yeah because like it doesn't do me any good and the it will usually have a more profound effect on me if I know what's happening going into it yeah. than if I just tune it out. And so, like, a lot of the times when they'll reference – when Ryan Reynolds in, in the second one makes jokes about, uh, like, the extended X-Men universe. Yes. Was like, yeah, I get that. That's funny humor. But, like, I don't know the names he's dropping. I just Correct. know they're X-Men. Yeah. So, like, all the superhero lore that's in there uh-huh. – is fine. And the other thing, and I, I was listening to our Infinity War podcast this morning. Okay. There was something I was looking for. Um, I, I was trying to look for it, and so, I'll, but I couldn't scrub through and find it. So I was like, all right, let's just listen to the whole thing. Wound up not being that episode, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but something that I said, shit, I lost my train. Oh, so, so um, something that I had said that actually kind of embarrassed me was that I thought Superman was part of the. Yes. So the Marvel universe. Yeah. yeah. And so that's something that still to this day I struggle with is that I don't know who belongs where. Yeah. And I'm not apologetic about that because yeah. like there's no reason that I would understand who belongs to what. I don't get why they're so argumentative about we own this property and we own this property. Like I feel like as a company they could do much better if they just merged. You know what I mean? No. Because, but like, you might disagree with that, but, like, what's the problem with putting our Superman and Batman? No, no, no. Batman and Superman are in the same universe because they did Batman v Superman. But, like, what's the issue there? It's so Blame, part of, Excuse my uh, blissful ignorance, everyone so at home. And part, of it, part of it is the history. Like, there's so much history to the individual, like, universes. Now, like, and I'll, I'll, I want to touch on the subject when, on a quickie about retconning do you know what retconning is i've heard it is so that ret- superhero based it's it's started in comic books mostly so retconning is basically where you're going back and you're changing the past gotcha changing decisions star wars did that yes they did okay uh so it, there's a lot of like controversy with retconning should it happen so like 
one of the things that happened with, uh, it was shortly after the Marvel Cinematic Universe started up. Um, it started with D- DC Comics first. V- first. Um, they, they started out a thing called the New 52, and they rebranded and restarted all their current superheroes. Oh. So, and they called them the New 52. So it was like all start from blank slate. These previous stories never happened. This is them starting their story over again. So that's sort of retconning and stuff like Interesting. that. Other retconning is fixing timelines through like time travel. Um, other ways is explaining it's from another universe. It's part of the multiverse. So in the grand scope of things, like uh, one of the things with Marvel, this is just because I know I don't know what's called in the sure. DC uh, world, um, but the alternate universes they have different earth numbers to them and the main the main through line of that universe for majority of the marvel comics happens on earth 1616 okay or 616 sorry some nerds gonna freaking knock <laughs> me over the coals for that 616 is like the earth that most of marvel happens and okay stuff. but you could also count as the marvel cinematic universe being its own earth her own okay. multiverse too. Okay. Which what's that's within the comics. And then they had a series that ran in when was it? It was like either the late two thousands or like they had it running off throughout different parts of the Marvel history. They had a series of comics called The What Ifs. And it was like, what if Spider-Man was born in this era? What if Spider-Man was this character? What if the X-Men were set in a noir and gotcha. stuff? Like, so it has different versions, and those all take part in a different alternate universe. Good God. But, and this is this is where it gets weird. Oh, this is where it yeah, gets weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it gets weird. <laughs> it's, it, other it's not uni- weird yet. Other universes can be accessed by other universes. Of course. So Earth 666, six, six, sorry. Earth 616 universe could enter into Earth 543. Okay. okay. And mess up the timeline that way and vice versa. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, yeah. So, and there's retconning that happens that way as well. Okay. So, um, so yeah, they do all kinds of weird stuff for that. So like by joining the two universes, that would be the biggest retcon. Yeah, ever, and, it, and everyone and there, would hate it. There has been a Marvel DC crossover before in um, comic in comic form, and it's actually it was kind of a cool little. It was it it wasn't a long term thing. It was a short one off sure. series type deal. Um, but they had it to where like the Marvel uh, it was a voter based system. And it was like, what if we pitted these two characters oh, against that's each other? Cool. And people would be like, no, don't do that, but do this. Or They had a vote cast of like, yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. got the most votes who is who would win that series. <clears throat> so if I remember right, some of the main, the main fights were Green Lantern versus Silver Surfer. Wolverine versus Lobo, which was weird, but I get it in some. They're both gruff. They both smoke, smoke cigars. <laughs> they ride motorcycles. Yeah. Uh, they're both hairy. <laughs> it, it, was, it was weird. Uh, uh, oh, man. Electra versus Catwoman. Okay. I think was one of them. 
Who did Superman face off against? Was it Batman? No, no, no. I'm giving him the finger <laughs> right now. Um, so yeah, they they did a battle, and it was the battle of the the gods of the universes, the Jeez. DC universes okay. and yeah. the Marvel universe. And they didn't know each other existed, but once they knew each other existed, they had to battle. And the the superheroes of each universe were the way that they battled. Gotcha. So they ended up crossing over into each other. So like you'd see Spider Man in Gotham, and then you see Batman in New York. That's kind of cool. And I, that I, stuff that that, I, that could be cool. So uh, you're gonna you're gonna love this because someday I'll understand. What, what everything's going on. Yeah, yeah. And we'll do like a redemption podcast. <laughs> where like I go through, I go through like all the stupid shit I've said about superheroes and like take a moment of silence for it and then come back and be like, okay, I know I said this, but actually here's how it works. Yeah. And like prove myself to you that I'm actually, that I'm actually starting to grasp superheroes. So, yeah. But, uh, okay. So back to Monday. Yes. The Alamo Draft House. Correct. Was quite a treat. Yes. So now we're entering Deadpool 2. So if you haven't seen Deadpool 2, spoilers yep. ahead. Uh, in three, two, Deadpool dies. Ha, one. <laughs> my wheezy laugh. <laughs> Everybody's going to hear my wheezy laugh. Oh, man. I'll, like, boost oh, the game Oh, my a goodness. Bit. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Deadpool dies. Um, right in the beginning and then at well, the very kinda. end. <laughs> kind of. They kind of brush over how he comes back so quickly. Oh, yeah. They do a lot of that. Those are some of the issues that yeah. I've had with the film um, yeah. as far as like writing goes and stuff. But like overall, like fantastic journey. Oh, totally. So um, before that, though, I yeah. want to talk about my experience at the draft. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was so good. Yeah. It was really cool. This is a way you should see films. I don't know if any of you have. So, like, I guess I kind of had a, a really good moment because, like, a really good first experience because I was elated after being so surprised at Deadpool 1. Mm-hmm. So, like, driving down, I was like, oh, my God, going to go see Deadpool 2 now? Yeah. There was, like, no gap between. I didn't have to wait the year or whatever. Yeah, like right. You idiots did. You're doing it wrong. You, you guys gotta get. You guys gotta get into stuff late because you can just watch all of it. But um, so I'm like super happy. I walk in. There's the cute girl, mm-hmm. uh, and go and sit down. I had a really good uh, beer. I had chicken. I had chicken fingers. I got chicken fingers. I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I I have a weakness for chicken tenders. Yep. But like anywhere that I can also get a beer, I will because I feel like a child getting chicken fingers. <laughs> so you gotta feel so like, like a, I you so, gotta make up from it somewhere. So I'm like, but you got a cider. That's not beer. That's right. I did get a cider, didn't I? I got a cider because I'm a lady, though. Okay, which is fine. Sense. There's no problem with that. There was. Do you know casually explain? No, we're gonna I get don't. off topic a little bit, but he's a YouTube channel that does like MS Paint animated shorts oh, that, that are like purposefully yeah. terrible. Uh-huh. But um, he did this one talking about like introduction to bar because like one of his friends had just turned twenty one, so he's like wanted to make this you know guide to everyone, and he was like, "There's three meters that you have to think about when you're ordering a drink. There's taste, there's price, and there's street cred." And he's like, and Every single one of those contradicts themselves. So say you have a really expensive drink, 
that tastes really good, like a cider, zero cred. But say you have a super cheap beer that is mostly water, like a Bud Light, maximum street cred. Yeah, right? <laughs> so he's like, if you want to go to the bar and act and look cool, don't get something that you like. It's yes, basically yeah, what he yeah, said. Yeah. And so I like to go against the curb and get things that I enjoy. Call there me crazy, but go. I like to do things no, that I enjoy. I think it's so good. I had a cider and I liked it. But the there were like these pre credit things. Yep. That they did like shitty movie trivia was yep. what it was called, I think, and they had funny trailers throughout. Yep. Um when I got home actually, I was talking to my buddy uh over the internet about it. And he went he they have like the original Alamo oh, in he's Texas. Through, yeah. Um and over there, they play this pre-credit, and he said they may have at some point elsewhere, but they have this video that plays to tell you not to get on the phone. Yes. And it's a recording of a gal who called in and complained about Actually, you know what? It's worth it. Okay. I'm going to pull it up. And that's that's the Alamo Draft House. They do movies the way movies were meant to be yes. done. Like in my opinion, like you go out for a good time. You go out because you want to kind of escape. <laughs> you don't want to be interrupted by the outside world when you go to see. Like I've been to countless movies at other theaters, and you see some fucking asshole pull out their phone, super bright, yeah. and it's like all of a sudden that's the only thing that's in my field of vision is just and it's, seeing their it's not like it has nothing to do with you being uninterested in the story and looking for a distraction correct it's just like that is unavoidable correct and it just yes it, all it takes is that second and then it's in the back of your head yes, and you can't exactly. get rid of it yeah and i i've i've went up to people anytime i see it in a theater like, my buddy nick he hates it when i do that <laughs> because he's just like dude let it alone i was like no, dude, they're they're ruining my right, experience. Right. I didn't come here to pay this money to sit there and have somebody ruin my experience like and, that. And and he shouldn't pay money to come and text. Like, yeah, you can text exactly. Movie at your house. Feel if free. You're, if you're going to ignore the movie for five fucking seconds, go out in the hallway. Yeah, just yeah go out in the hallway. Leave. That's fine. And then another thing too is other people talking loudly Ugh. in the theater. Like I get people like talking real quietly, and their buddies are like, you know, every like every pop so a few often. jokes or something. Yeah, that's like, totally even, fine. Even at Deadpool, I leaned over because I was like, "Am I supposed to know that guy?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, it's that stuff just annoys the hell out of me. And the Alamo Draft House like deals with it. They tell you yeah. right up front, "This is a no bullshit zone. You don't talk. You don't text. You don't pull out your phone for any reason." If we see you do it, we'll warn you another time. Done. Out. That's Out. so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Twitch and I were alone. Yes. So we, we got the to best way, The, uh, the got ultimate to, best yes. way to experience yeah. a film. Have a theater completely to yourself at the Alamo. Yes. It's like, that was my first experience there. I know. My next one's probably going to be shit compared You're gonna to You're going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be packed house. Packed. Everyone's going to be on their phones. <laughs> Well, good news is, like, They'll second time they do it, they'll all get kicked out. And then you'll be alone, alone again. Best experience ever, part two. <laughs> I I liked Deadpool 2 uh, not better than one. Not better than one. I, I, there are some people, some of my friends that were like, 
Deadpool 2 was so much better than Deadpool 1. I disagree. I think it fell flat on some story elements. Having Logan be one of the only other superhero movies I've seen, yeah. I couldn't help but draw a lot of similarities between yeah. the two of them. And I know that they didn't do it just for this, but there's a joke at the beginning that Ryan Reynolds makes about him, about like Logan coming around and stealing something about rated R movies. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Superhero movies. And he was like, so I'm going to do it better. Yeah. And it's like having an entire movie sort of somewhat like Logan just to make that joke at the beginning yeah. is not worth it. At and I all. get that. And that was, that was, that was one of the big areas where I was like, story's not as like cut and clean. Like yeah. if you're going to go for the family, like it being a family film, it, there should have been more beats that really make it a family. Film right. That's father son film. That's yeah. not family film. No, no, no. You know, and but. that, that was, that was one of my drawbacks. I would have loved to see it more like him growing, like, him and Cable starting to grow together because in the books, right. like those two characters play off together. There's a Deadpool and Cable series, um, and they, yeah. And that's Cable cool. is a straight guy to Deadpool's like fat man, right? Type thing, right? So, um, and I like that. And in my opinion, Deadpool did that a lot better. I think their young girl was like fantastic. Yeah, um, I really like the two memorable bits that I had was when she's like stealing the waffles and at the end when she like explodes in Spanish. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, he, yeah. and he has like no idea what to do. <laughs> right. Hugh Jackman's like, I don't know what's happening, yep. but it's, it's not to say that I didn't like it cause I really enjoyed it yes. and I was cracking up at some bits. Um, especially the intro scene right after they killed his wife. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am so happy that they did that again. Like they they did the off kilter credits. Yes, that was um, so funny. And they did it like I don't know if you got the references. A lot of it, the the style of the trailer is very much a James Bond style. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. opening, and that's also why they chose to do a Celine Dion track. Like they reached out to Celine Dion to do, to a, do track a track for yeah for Deadpool and like. The song is really good in and of itself. Like, and if you haven't seen the music video, go watch the music video. I'll need to. The music yeah. video is fucking it's phenomenal. Um, um, I I think that's another stand up moment was the music. I, uh, the other yeah. time I think I leaned over to you was when I realized that the choir in the background of like the epic show. <laughs> oh, holy shit! That was so funny. Because it's something that, like, I didn't notice uh, until, like, two no, minutes in. No, I was you know, like, they've been saying holy shitballs this whole entire scene, yeah. and I didn't realize it until just now. Um, they play around with a lot of things, and that's that's part of the character. Like, that goes yeah, back to part of the yeah. character. Like, Deadpool kind of writes his own story in some ways. Like, um, it's – and that's what makes the characters so fun. That's what makes these movies so fun. Um and it's weird because there really haven't been too many films that kind of do that type of thing. The closest I would get is like Fear and Loathing. If you haven't seen Fear and yeah, Loathing, yeah, 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 they, they kind of similarly do that because, like, I believe, yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp is. Uh, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Writer dude's name. Um, he breaks the fourth wall in that movie quite a few times and stuff and like there's some really funny moments that yeah. come of him breaking the fourth wall yeah hunter s thompson there hunter s. Thompson. yeah <laughs> hunter s thompson there it is anyways um so yeah deadpool 2 like i do think there was parts that were 
funnier than the first one, but I do like the story side of things of Deadpool 1 way better than I like Deadpool 2. Yeah, I definitely think that um, Deadpool 2 was kind of uh, unchained a little bit more. Yes. And I understand that a little bit better now that you told me the story of how Deadpool kind of came to yes. be. Yes. So it seems like they were on a little looser of a leash yes, this movie. Yes, they were. And it definitely showed so. because there were a lot more risks taken. There was a lot more impressive things yeah. being seen. Um, and the humor element was great. But I think I think it it's like what you said uh, a few weeks ago on the show. But, like, it's there seems to be this sliding scale that Hollywood doesn't quite understand yet where, like, the more spectacle you have, the less story there is yes. for some reason. Like, I don't understand that at all because because I think Deadpool 1 had a much stronger story to it. Yep. You know, and, and that's just Deadpool. Like, I think a lot of movies are like that. Yeah. It, you, you give Star Wars a tiny budget to work with, mm-hmm. and I bet you it will be better than most of what we've seen. And Deadpool 1 only had a budget of $50 million. Right. And they scored over $300 million. And that just goes to show, like, what what happens yes. when you give people what they want versus yeah. what you think they want. And that's why they couldn't do a lot of CG stuff in the first one. They had to stick more to practical effects. and Because they could have made, like, one of the things that's – cool with colossus is seeing him go from his because colossus isn't this big tin statue of a man all the time he's actually got flesh and bone he just is able to turn his body into a metallic substance so they couldn't go they couldn't they couldn't go back and forth they couldn't go back and forth all the time so they just stuck him as the big metal penis as deadpool would say (laughs) like um but they had a they had a they had to spend wisely. They had to really yes. think about it. And as me as an artist thinking about like creating story and stuff like that, limitation breathes freedom. Yes. Because with the limitation, it's more problem solving. It's like, how do I make this story beat happen if I can't do this? Right. Same thing with the budget. Like, how am I gonna make this badass film for under fifty million dollars and make it do justice to the character, to the books, right. to the script. That's like a genuine uh, underdog story because when Marvel gave it to a Marvel, right? Marvel is the proprietor, but Fox oh, or Marvel is the IP creator. Okay. Fox owns owns the license on the IP for doing the film. So Fox is mostly responsible for it. Correct. Okay, yes. so... When Fox gave them the idea, they said, you guys are against the odds already because you're trying to make a rated R film in a franchise that has always been family-rated films. Correct. Also, here's a tiny budget. <laughs> yeah. I think that they – I think – I don't know if it was Tim Miller and Simon Kinberg. And Simon Kinberg is one of the producers and Ryan Reynolds that initially are like, let's work with a small budget. I'm pretty sure the studio is like, we're not going to give you $100 million. We're not going to give you $150 million. Right. Because most superhero films, they're not made for anything less than $150 right. million. So I'm pretty sure that they're like, we're not going to give you a big budget. What can you work with? And then Tim Miller and all those guys got together were like, probably get away with $50 million. Which is just Im- yeah. impressive. So, And I think on top of that is that they did genius marketing for both films. Like a lot of the, f- even though I didn't see either of them, I'm inclined to agree because I yes. saw a little of them at the album. Yeah. But. So they really went different ways doing the marketing for it. They didn't just show a trailer. 
they wanted to give you a little bit of taste of who the character of Deadpool is. Yeah. So they did some really funny stuff. Like they did the one that showed like him doing Happy Australian Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And like he did one for Valentine's Day. Uh, he did. I some, saw the one he did with David Beckham as well. Yeah. I that was really funny. So he's done some different type stuff for the for the advertising of it, and it paid off because they got, you know, hundreds of thousands of people to come check this movie out, um, and they got to make a second one out of it. And I was so happy. Like, I think Deadpool has done some of the best advertising in film that has been done in a long time. They've done it very smart. Uh, and in a way that doesn't give you too much of the story away. Right. In fact, the second uh, Deadpool 2, all the trailers that they showed, did not give the story away. You had, you had commented on that as something yes. that you really liked about it. It was, it was so fantastic for me. Yeah, we know it's about this kid is somehow involved. We don't know how he's involved with Deadpool. Like, is he trying to save the kid? Is he trying to help Cable like, right. kill the kid? Um pretty sure he's going to save the kid somehow how is cable involved in this we don't really know i know i know about cable but you obviously did. i didn't like, yeah like a lot of the stuff that they showed about cable in the movie is the cable that we know right the only thing you don't know is who where cable came from yeah cable like just a little bit of history for you and listeners out there that don't know cable is actually born in deadpool's time line Okay. Like he was born in the time that Deadpool existed. He was born of Cyclops, who's uh, Scott Summers, and the uh, clone of Jean Grey, uh, Madeline Pryor. Okay. Because (laughs) this is is where it gets weird. Uh, It's already a little weird. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Sinister wanted a perfect child. You you won't know (laughs) who that is. Okay. but it does get touched on in Deadpool 2, which is weird. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, like, the baby that was born was uh, supposed to be this genetic mashup that Mr. Sinister wanted. Well, there was something about the baby that needed to go into the future to be saved. And I think okay. it had, I, this is my limited knowledge at this point because it's been years since I've read sure. those books. Um but it was something with a technovirus type thing. Okay. So that's why his arm is all metal and gotcha. like robotic looking. Gotcha. It's because of this technovirus okay. that he had as a child. And like the only way he could be saved is by going to the future where they had treatment for it. So he was born in the past sure. or born in the present, raised in the future. Raised in the future, sent back to the past. And in sent back to Deadpool. the past. Yep. In Deadpool. Deadpool. And also in the mainstream Marvel universe. Bizarre. Yeah. Okay. All right. I so that's why it. he's a time traveler. Right. Um, born into war, essentially. So he's always been kind of a military character. Yeah. That's why he fits perfectly with Deadpool, because both of them are military men, in essence. Um, both special ops in their own right. right. So, but they're both badass. Like, Deadpool does more of, like, the uh, ninja, ninjutsu type stuff sure, like sure. co-op real quiet and stuff like debt uh, and cables just like let's let's Guns blow this and, wall yeah. wall down type thing yeah. so interesting yeah. interesting so that's a, it, so it's a cool counterpart especially yes. for like the 
the people who have been following that story. And for I've a while. been interested in seeing a lot of the characters that they bring into the Deadpool series be brought to life. Because the one thing with the mainstream X Men universe, I've had a love hate relationship with that series since its beginning. Um, they brought in some cool characters, but they didn't really they didn't touch on some of the other characters that are just badass and would be awesome to see on screen. Like Colossus. I've always wanted to see them do right. And they finally did a Colossus that is right. I wanted to see them do a cable and they've done a cable and that's right. It, yeah. Um I want to see the juggernaut and they did the juggernaut. And they, and they did a good one. They did they finally did a good juggernaut. Um and that's that's the thing that I go back with the trailer is the trailer gave us what the tone of the film is going to be. Right. It's going to be as crazy and as romped up as the first one was. Um, we're going to have some good action. We know who um, who potentially is the antagonist of the story, which was set up as Cable. Right. And we were pleasantly that, yeah. decided that he, he switched sides at the end. Um, but it didn't give away any of the main story beats. It didn't give away the fact that Vanessa is going to be killed off right at the beginning. Right. That was a huge shocker to me. I was just like, oh, wait, what? Yeah. Like, yeah. we fought so hard to get her back in the first one, and you just fucking kill her kill off. Kill her right in the beginning, like, yeah. And I loved how the credits played off. Like, did, did they seriously by, just did that? Did they seriously just do that? <laughs> uh, <coughs> written by people who, like, kick puppies or something. No, 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 no. It was written by the true villains. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because it's... It, it uh, juxtaposes against the first one because it's written by the real heroes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the true villains. The like, true villains. Which is true because, like, the writers wrote out that first scene to, like, rip out your heart yeah. there. Um, like, this is a good way to start it. Exactly. Uh, and, yeah, so they didn't give away that plot point. They didn't give away the fact that, like, the MacGuffin of the whole thing was the fact that it was the trailer made it sound like, Deadpool is creating X Force. Yeah, we're gonna finally see another superhero team that is in the X Men universe come to fruition. And, then they, and they give us all the characters, and I'm like, how are they gonna do this? And then they just kill them off, and I'm like, <laughs> brilliant, oh, you writers, Ryan Reynolds, Simon Kinberg, so like, so funny. I am on board, like yeah. with you guys, totally. Because that was I was so nervous about that going into the film was. Seeing all the other characters that like, they're it's having, gonna be like, I was like it's gonna be I was like Shatterstar, like he's kind of a throwaway character. Like, why are you bringing Shatterstar into this? Bedlam, like, who who really cares about Bedlam? Like, and then uh, 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 Zeitgeist, yeah, he, he literally dies in the first comic book that he's introduced. In. <laughs> like, he's a, just a throwaway character. Yeah. Like, the only three characters that anybody really cared about seeing on the screen for this film was Domino, Deadpool, and Cable. Yeah. Only people they want to see. And they lasted. And they lasted. Yeah. Everybody else was just like, it's cool that they got Terry Crews to be a part of this, but why? And, and then they all just get killed. <laughs> oh, man. I yeah. It was so funny. I laughed my ass off. Yeah. And then Vanisher being Brad Pitt. Yeah. I could not stop laughing. I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. So uh, it, I freaking loved that aspect of it. Just the way that they handled covering up the story. Yes. Um, giving you an idea of what the tr what it's going to be like, 
without giving away a single story. Yeah, beat. it's it's brilliant advertising. And I wish more movies would do that. I wish more movies would actually of take like that nine minute trailers that give away the whole entire yes. story. And you're like, well, there you go. Yeah. And scenes that I forget what trailer I was watching recently, but I saw a trailer and I was like, oh. That's like the final scene of the movie. Like you could call it out yes, right there. Like exactly. that's how it ends. Is yeah. Right there. No, yeah. totally, totally. Um, so back to your whole thing with the writing and stuff. Um, and this is what I was going to come back to when I said I would come back to it from the beginning. Is one of the things that Deadpool does good in this is that they call they kind of call out their bullshit yeah. in this film. Yeah. And Deadpool says it two times. He says that well that's just lazy writing. Yes. And it's true, it's lazy writing. And the points that they make it on is is the time travel stuff. Yeah. Typically it was the time travel and there was one other thing, but the time travel is one of those things. And he was talking about like it's only got enough power for two two jumps <laughs> He's left. Like, well that's uh, just lazy writing. <laughs> lazy writing. And it's true. Yeah. Time travel is such a cop out with yeah. like with some of these movies, and I always find it terribly abysmal that some time travel movies that make it such a fixed thing that they don't take into account of what time travel actually means. Like, what are the physics of time travel? Doctor Strange did a nutty job with that, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Because it was sort of a MacGuffin leading up to it of this, like, mysterious otherworldly power that's yeah. forbidden. And then at the end, like... Strange clearly understood the terms of what he was getting himself yes. into, you know. And that's and I think that they did time travel right in that yeah. film. But other films like I can forgive Back to the Future because it's not really about the time and travel. It's called Back to the Future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the time travel is just a vehicle that they use. Yes. But films that is like the underlying is like only time travel, they usually get it wrong because it's usually something that they use just to get the character from one place to the other. Right. And they don't think about like, well, what does that mean for the future? Like, does it change what the future is going to be? Or is the future or is the past a fixed thing? What has happened in the past has happened in the past and you can't, yeah, you can't undo it. Type yeah. thing. So, but with Deadpool, like they, they set up the rules for it, but they also set it up as like, there's a limit. Yeah. It's arbitrary. Yeah. Because the writers could have done whatever they want, but like they wanted to set a limit to it and they called their own bullshit out. Right. Like, They're like, yes, it's bullshit, but the there's other movie stuff going on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like and I love the fact that they do it. The writers are willing to make fun of themselves. Yes. They're willing to kind of like say, like, yeah, this is a fault that we have. We're gonna call it out right, right. here. So that's how it's just gotta be. Yeah. So kudos to them. Um, I'm actually impressed with the switch. I think that this might be our first like straight to air podcast. Straight to air that huh? we do. I right, yeah. There, was... there, are, there are in every podcast that we record. There are moments where I'm like, okay, I gotta edit that bit out, and I gotta edit that bit out. But today, I, like just two minutes ago, I was like, dang, I could just like throw it on up. Yeah, I could throw the compressors on our audio because we got loud a little bit uh. every once in a while, and then just throw it up. So kudos <laughs> to us. I think we're we've I think we're ten months in to doing this. Oh my god, uh, it's been that long. Yeah, already. and we just that's got insane. to being able to do straight, that's, <laughs> straight to air. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I so, I love Deadpool yeah, too. Yeah, I was gonna say final um, final thoughts. Final thoughts. I'm excited to see what they do with the third one because uh, I know there's gonna be a third one. Um, in fact, like 
I hope this sets up the possibility for them actually to do a decent X Force. Yeah, film. that's and right. I hope yeah. that it's. I hope that it's different from the rest of the X Men franchise because one of the big problems that I have with the X Men franchise, it takes itself way too seriously most of the sure. time, and I don't think that they do the story justice right. in a lot of the ways. Um, but I think that Deadpool knows that it's having fun. Yeah. So the, so they the have writers fun. can have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important with, with the storytelling, especially like telling a story that is more or less forced by a company. Yeah. Because Fox needs to pump these out to make money. Correct. You know, to well, keep that dream alive, they need to they need to do it. They maybe not as frequent as they are. Well, here's there's there's some potentially rocky waters coming up. If oh, you interesting. didn't know this news already. About to blow your fucking mind right now. Fox has been bought out. By who? Disney. By Disney? That doesn't surprise yeah. me. So Do you like how I do you like how I said that at the same yeah, time? Yeah, because yeah. as soon as you said it, I was like, it wasn't Amazon, it was Disney. Yeah. <laughs> it took me that long. I was like, there's no way Amazon bought Fox. It was Disney. <laughs> I'd be more comfortable if it was Amazon that bought Fox. Oh, I'd be pleased if Amazon um, bought Fox. But why but, the hell would Amazon yeah, right. buy Fox? Uh so Disney is going to own the rights to all the Marvel property. So maybe um, that's why Kathleen Kennedy left Star Wars. Because she was like, ooh, new oh, SJW no, no, opportunity. No, 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 no. Going to Marvel. No, 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 no. Oh, no. <laughs> Do not. Do Don't not. Jinx it. No. Like, I have no problem. Like, I get it. Like, Hollywood's going to be political. Like, they're going to be political. They don't need to be that political. They don't need to be that political. That's a conversation for a future podcast. Next week is our last week recording in this office. Correct. So we thought we'd do something special and have our landlord on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I know everybody's like, why, why, why interview a landlord? Because he's the most interesting person I think I know in this town who lives in this town. He has been spoken about on the podcast before yes. by a guest that we've had on. His name is Josh, uh, and he's just a, a fascinating fellow. I think we're going to be talking about hunting. Hunting, but other it's most stuff. likely going to just be a conversation all over the place. Um, yeah, I've known Josh for oof, over fifteen years now. I've known him for about ten. Yeah, I knew Josh for. Uh, 10 years, but I like knew him for about five. Yeah. But anyway, we're going to have him on the podcast. Uh, and I'm super excited about that because he's just a fascinating fellow. Yes. Um, and I can't wait to record some of our conversations because he's the kind of guy who like, I just wish someone was always recording because everyone, there's just, there's just so many nuggets. Of when you two get together and you start <laughs> talking, hilarity ensues. <laughs> like it's, it's undoubtedly something funny is going to come out of the two. We'll come out next week. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll be, Back in my house for a little bit. Yeah. More updates about that in the future. Correct. Um, other than that, we're still thinking about the bingeables. We promise. We promise. We're working out some details with it now. We just don't have a TV show. To watch, yeah. Which is kind of crucial for that right. kind of podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, final final touches. Uh, you can once again you can find us on Facebook at Know Nothing Nerds or Facebook.com forward slash Know Nothing Nerds. You can find us on Twitter at KNNerds, or you can email us at knownothingnerds at gmail.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and soon-to-be Spotify. I like soon-to-be Spotify. It rolls yeah, off the yeah. tongue. Uh, but, but probably not soon. <laughs> yes. And share this episode 
with your grandmother. Did I already say grandmother? You said grandmother okay. a few weeks ago. Set, uh, share this this episode with your newborn child. Oh, what if yes. they don't have a newborn child? What if they don't have a newborn child? Then then share it with your food baby. Because everybody Ooh, has a food baby. Got a food baby. You know, just stick it right, right. In you the can food either baby. you can either stick the headphones on your ass or on your on your preferably like, on your ears because we want you to hear them. Well, that's Listen true. to it first. Listen to it first, and then again, and then, get us the views. Yes, get us the views, which yes. is important. Anyway, the more people you share with it, the better the podcast will get. We promise. It can get better than it is. Yeah. I know it's hard to believe. I can start stop making these stupid jokes about sharing it with whoever. <laughs> No, you have to keep doing it, I could it, keep doing that. You have to work your way down, like, the entire family line. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a week. Um, this week, go see Deadpool. If you yeah, haven't already, or see if you Deadpool. have, or go to the Alamo. Go to the yes. Alamo Draft House. If you have one in your there's area, two of them in, There's two of them here in Colorado. If if you live in Colorado, you can either go to either one, and you'll have a fantastic time. It is the Guaranteed. best. So, uh and now I can tweet at them and say that I shouted you out in our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> See you in a week. Oh, man. Good one, sir. <clears throat> All right. Whenever you're ready. What? Sorry. <laughs> what? What? No. Jurassic World is doing pretty well. Oh. That that Sorry. that warranted that noise. <laughs>